the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hey, I know that might not exactly grab you by surprise that Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on in his own administration, but he pretty much admitted that yesterday uh, in what he, I'm sure, hoped and intended to be a gotcha moment uh, with Fox News' Peter Ducey. You can tell that from Joe Biden's comment, dismissively greeting Ducey by saying, oh, this will be good. Uh, But Peter Ducey asked him about something that came up when the president was in Glasgow playing uh, meteorologist with all his climate friends. Uh, The $450,000 payment they're going to make to immigrants who were separated from their families at the border during the Trump administration. Uh, I didn't get into that much because I thought, (laughs) and I know, I know. To say that something is too crazy even for a Democrat to support, I'm underestimating their lunacy. But I really thought there's no way they're really going to do that unless they hate being in office because even the most left-leaning person will say, no, that's a bad idea. But of course, I was wrong. I underestimated their uh, idiocy. So yesterday, Peter Ducey, uh, getting his first chance to question the president at a press conference in, what, um, several months? Uh, asked Joe Biden about it. This ought to be good. I, I, I think so, too. Uh, about the way forward, Mr. President, as you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay. Except shortly after that, uh, the American Civil Liberties Union executive director issued a long statement that, no, it is going to happen, and that the Biden administration is working hand-in-hand with them to make it happen, and that the president, and he gently tried to uh, say this, was not (laughs) fully briefed. He was not fully briefed. Now, this is... A delicious, delicious trap for Joe Biden, because if he tells the Department of Justice, no, no, come on, we're not going to crazy town. 
with $450,000 payments to 5,500 immigrants separated at the border from coming into our country illegally. We're not going to give them a half a million dollars each for breaking the law. You think we have a stampede to the border from South America now? Wait until we announce that. They're coming on the hope of free health care, free hotel rooms, free bottles of water. If we tell them we're going to give them a half a million dollars, even Joe Biden is lucid enough to know that's a stupid idea. The problem is he, he or someone who represents him did promise that behind closed doors during his campaign. So he will alienate the farthest left wing of his party, which is, you know, a pretty strong voice in the Democratic Party. And of course, if he goes through with it, why? It will be an absolute massacre in the midterms. Donald Trump was president largely on what? Border issues. So if Biden pays people to come to our country illegally, he just meant he just admitted it right there. It would be suicide. Now, Ted Cruz has a solution to all of this. Uh, Ted Cruz tweeted an hour ago, So Joe Biden wants to give $450,000 to every illegal immigrant. And Hunter Biden paintings sell, in quotation marks, for $500,000 each. Perfect solution. Give a Hunter Biden painting to every illegal immigrant. A win-win. I love that. uh, the, The level of snark in that comment, my hat is off to you, Ted Cruz. Now, one of the most entertaining things that has happened in uh, Washington in quite some time is the exchanges between Rand Paul and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci does not like to admit that he has funded the very research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology that birthed COVID-19, which has killed 700,000 plus Americans. He has categorically denied doing it, but in the last, what, six weeks, it has become apparent that they did. It's been an admitted thing that he and Peter Daszak, one of his scientific henchmen, did. Well, today, 52 minutes ago, Fauci was back in front of Senator Rand Paul, and here is a bit of their exchange. Issued. The current policy. And coincidentally, I, I have coincidentally, not changed the definition any appeared definition. on the same day the NIH said that, yes, there was a gain of function in Wuhan, the same day the definition appeared, the new definition, to try to define away what's going on in Wuhan. Until you accept it, until you expect, accept responsibility, we're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well. that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Thank you. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's already said he told Hugh Hewitt he's not going to resign. He doesn't think his messaging has been bad. But there's a consistency to this, right? The leftist zealots out there never, ever, ever see the error of their ways. They are so committed to their ideology that they soar right past common sense like a squadron of blue angels overhead. They just do. And Ben Dominich made this point. Ben Dominich of the Federalist last night made a point. How many times, how many times in the aftermath of the Yunkin 
victory in Virginia. I, I flipped over to CNN. I flipped over to MSNBC just for the sheer entertainment value. Let me get, just give you, before I get to Ben Dominich's comments. It wasn't education. It wasn't parents' involvement in schools. No, 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 no. The stunning victory by Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, according to these many, 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 many liberal pundits, was, you know, four-letter word. Glenn Youngkin played the race card for a reason, because he knows it works on certain white voters. He did stoke white grievance politics to mobilize the Republican base. He's laundered Trump's really sort of disgusting, flagrant out-racism. He's wrapped it in education. Education, which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching about race. That's the fundamental problem (laughs) for these parents and this anti-CRT movement. They don't like the way whiteness is being portrayed in these new, more inclusive lessons. Yeah. Keep going with that, okay? Keep going. Double down on that, please. More of that, please. Because that is such a losing mindset for Democrats. And Ben Dominich, who's a conservative and an outstanding intuitive writer for The Federalist, tried to set them straight last night on Special Report. One thing that I think is really uh, very clear for the Democratic coalition going forward is you cannot continue this agenda that just sort of says, when we lose an election, it means America's racist. Somehow, you know, yesterday, America proved that it was racist again or something like that. Glenn Youngkin was smart enough to run into the teeth of that, to take the arrows for it, to reject it. And I think what we're going to find is that he was rewarded by Hispanic voters, by Asian voters, by other voter uh, constituencies in Virginia that made the difference for him ultimately. We cannot continue this kind of race-based agenda that creates a hierarchy for children in particular suggesting that in some way meritocracy or being good at math is a a vestige of white supremacy or the like. People hate that, and they want to move away from it. Glenn Youngkin was part of that, and I think Republicans are going to lean into that going into 2022. And in that lesson from Ben Dominich about what Democrats should stop doing is the lesson for what conservatives should do more of. He said it, lean into it. We allowed this destructive mindset to creep into and infiltrate our schools and our society because the label of racist was so despicable, deplorable, and unjustified that all of us wanted to just run from it. If I fight back against it, the logic is on the left, it proves you're racist, right? That's the Ibram X. Kennedy thing. Well, you know, if you deny you're not a racist, then that proves you're a racist. That's stupid. And the There is no alternative strategy to combating that other than to say, no, no, I will not stand for it. I will stand up for Dr. King's mindset, content of character, not color of skin. I will stand up for the founder's mindset, all men are created equal, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. You don't, as I've said many times, you don't get the chance to sit on the sidelines for this battle. Because the tidal wave of destructive intersectionality and racial identity politics will engulf you if you don't swim against that tide. So Ben Dominich is right. If Democrats want to listen to him, 
they can get back perhaps into the good graces of the working class and the suburban moms who deserted them in Virginia. But if they keep going, and it sounds like they're going to keep going, uh, what happened on Tuesday night is just going to be a small sample of what will happen more and more and more and more, which, you know, would be, of course, phenomenal. So a little light reading for you tonight if you want to keep track of the uh, wise wherefores and whereases in the new uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration order mandating vaccines for you. If you work at a company with 100 or more employees, you have until January the 4th. Enjoy your Christmas knowing your job is going to be taken away from you if you choose not to get vaccinated. The order is 490 pages. 490 pages. Ay, ay, ay. What is in it? Well, one of the things that's in it is that your employer does not have to pay for the COVID testing that you are required to undergo if you decide not to be vaccinated. You have to be vac- You have to be tested at least once a week, and your employer does not have to pay for that. Unless, of course, it's mandated previously through something collectively bargained. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more and more and more about it as the day goes along. Many companies will file lawsuits against this. The fine is $13,000 in change for each violation. So companies are being kowtowed into complying because they don't want to many of them deal with the escalating attorney fees to escape uh, being sanctioned. And they certainly don't want to deal with a $13,000 plus fine for every violation. So we'll see what this is going to uh, wreak, what kind of havoc this is going to wreak. Imagine we have supply chain issues, right? Yes. We have ships parked in the Harbor can't unload because we don't have what truckers to deliver goods. So you work for a big trucking company. You work for Swift Trucking. Well, they employ more than 100 drivers. You think truck drivers seem to you to be the kind of group of people that would be pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine? They spend most of their life cooped up in their own truck. Nobody else around them, long-haul truckers. My guess is a lot of them are going to say no to the vaccine because there are other companies that they can work for, smaller companies, where they won't be required to get the vaccine. Is this going to help our supply chain issues? I don't think so. I don't think it will. But again, I make the mistake of assuming that our president and the people who are operating his actions with their hand up the back of his suit coat, I make the mistake of thinking that their goal is to be competent. I'm not certain that is their goal. Uh, Maybe their goal is to uh, be transformative read destructive so uh, this is going to be so incredibly unpopular and I'm torn do I want to deal with the short term pain of the unpopularity the inconvenience the discomfort of it not really Do I think it will have resounding long-term consequences? Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes, I do. 
And anything that exposes the lunacy, craziness, nonsensical nature of the left, I'm all about. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, Biden is dealing with failure on many, many fronts. Of course, the number one failure, and this will be colossally embarrassing to him, is if he cannot get the infrastructure bill that was voted up, I said up, by 17 Republicans in the Senate. He got 17 Republican morons, one of them Rob Portman, another Mitt Romney, to agree with a one-point-something trillion-dollar infrastructure bill to build bridges and roads ostensibly, but uh, also $30 billion for tree equity. Yeah, there's no pork in that bill. But he can't get it passed because the House won't vote on it. The House won't vote on it because AOC and the crazy squad members want, along with crazy Bernie Sanders, they want a $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill. You know, that's with all the uh, Democratic Party givebacks, the free health care, the free child care, the free this, the free that. So the House won't vote on the bill that's already been passed by the Senate unless the Senate gives the crazy House people what they want on the giveaways. The bill Biden calls Build Back Better, the bill Bruce calls Break America Forever. Joe Manchin is the guy who has taken the bullets figuratively. Let's hope it's only figuratively. Did you see the mob following Joe Manchin off his boat? By the way, always a good way to convince people who disagree with you that they should agree with you to call them names, badger them, and threaten their safety. Yes, I have always found that people who are afraid of me and think I'm insane, the best thing I can do to convince them to come over to my side of the argument is to act insane and dangerous. That's, that's what the left considers good PR. So Manchin is standing in the way of wasting a bunch of money on government freebies and giveaways. And as I listened to Joe Manchin last night, talking to Brett Baer, I thought to myself, I'm right. He's not the last crazy person in the Democratic Party. He's the only remaining sane person in the Democratic Party. And it actually made me feel good, not that I'm going back, but it actually made me feel good about at one point in my life voting or considering myself a Democrat. But Democrats like Joe Manchin don't exist anymore outside of Joe Manchin's body. I'll play you what he had to say to Brett Baer last night, and I think you'll go, yeah, that makes sense to me. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.